1: This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, and we're determined to get our old Norwich back. And maybe David Wagner is the man to do it. Coming up, May the 26th. You might need to keep that date clear. The playoffs seem to be a real possibility. And we're in the string of years in our memorable matches, way before anything like a playoff was ever thought of. Now, in the last episode, Dad, we talked about scraping into the playoffs but if we carry on as we are
0: we're there aren't we <laughs> don't get too excited John <laughs> I must I must admit was Saturday's result though that was a real lifter I think the fact that we came back from being a girl down and oh. um so the the excitement was there. Uh, even so, that I I listened to Canary Call and then and even looked at the league table and the next day watched um, some of the Sandland or Middlesbrough Sunderland uh, game.
1: Exactly. Look, we've beaten West Brom, who are fifth. Hull yep. City, who are sixth. Coventry City, who are seventh, withdrawn with second place Southampton, with yep. three places, but only just one point from the playoffs, and in fact, we're only four points behind fifth place West Brom. And that gives you the indication... With Borgia Saints scoring a brilliant goal against Liverpool. I think, you know, the whole Liverpool match was, as I feared, a total typical nonsense match where we got a goal back and they literally outplayed us at walking <laughs> yeah. pace. And they,
0: and they could have, that looked as if they could have waltzed through us any time. Exactly. Fair, right. didn't they? Yeah. But every
1: Liverpool fan I've spoken to, and I know a lot of them, were like, Borgia Saints, what a goal that was. Yes. And then, of course, he scores a second one yeah. against yeah. Coventry as well. And, yeah.
0: and to win a game.
1: Yeah, to yeah, win the know, match. That, yeah. yeah,
0: quite
1: rather yeah. than just being a five two defeat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um so what's Wagner doing right? What what's what's he changed that we haven't spoken about?
0: Um, um we did talk before about how he deserved credit for tightening up the defence. Um, and whether it is wholly due to Sergeant coming back and and then linking up with Barnes as they uh, they they did. One um, once Barnes came in on um, on Saturday um, because certainly, I mean, the West Brom had the game against West Brom, although um, showed promise. Um, the game on um, the game on Saturday, uh, I mean, we seemed to play reasonably well. We had that little dip at the start of the second half, and I noticed. Um, um, I mean, I was listening to the game, and and even I, at that stage, when we went one down, thought. Oh, you know, here we go again. We've had so many disappointments, haven't we? You know, yeah. built up. Now it's gone. So for them to pull that round and win two one, I mean, that, that as I said, that 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 creates excitement. Um, but it does it does look as if maybe we're just getting that blend that blend right with the mid the, through the midfield and um, and then linking up front and the the defensive resolve. I mean, we can't we can't leave out the fact that against coventry angus gunn made two brilliant saves
1: again yeah
0: again absolutely but there we are you know as other people say well that's what he's there for yeah and um um but that that it does seem to be coming together and and as i said to be fair i i've been his biggest critic credit credit to wagner And, and even on saturday you know the substitutions came right because they you know they they came on, certainly Barnes came on and was involved in both goals.
1: Certainly praise for substitutions in some of the headlines I've seen. Also, yeah. um, the BBC say today, Josh Sargent is the key to Norwich's success. And I mean, he scored his sixth championship goal uh, yeah. against Coventry. I mean, he obviously yeah. had an injury-plagued season, but... It, you know, we always knew he would be a good championship striker. Well, we hoped he would be.
0: Yes, quite. I think he scored in the last four home league games. I think, uh, John. Yeah, no, I think I think that does seem to be. And then you know, you got to go back to you know all those bad months and that, and and obviously he was missing. And we were saying, well, Wagner should be able to sort it out. He's not the only player, etc. But he he probably has been a big miss. And some
1: um interesting last day of the transfer window developments we'll talk about the new arrival in a moment but I don't know if you've seen this where uh, Wagner's been talking about Adam Eder who has been shipped out to Celtic yeah and I was amazed that this did not get as much coverage uh from a national point of view I thought Celtic were the uh, Scottish champions and and running away with the league up there uh bringing in a new striker but literally no mention whatsoever and I, I obviously saw it on my my Norwich City feed but it was amazing that it didn't get that that coverage but he has been speaking about it Wagner and said he wasn't focused and the quote is I want players desperate to be here right um and I think that is a worry if yeah. you're if you're if if that's true and Adamida would have a say in that um but if if that's the reason why we've 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 shipped him out then that's a concern
0: yeah yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I, I mean, is he is he not focused because he had the five year contract? You know, his future, but, but his his future wasn't going well on the field. But financially, it was. I, I, I you never know with these situations. I mean, that you?
1: goal he scored at Bristol City when Ragnar came running yeah, off the pitch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: it seemed like he seemed
0: focused then, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't understand it. John, to be honestly, to be honest, I think, I mean, I, I'm wondering if in time it'd be interesting to see how many games he gets at Celtic. Um, I think they've got, a, a, have they got a striker who's away at the Asian Cup Africa, or the African right, Cup? Yeah, right,
1: yeah. Asia, Asia or Africa? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, so whether how many games he'll get. I mean, if he if he does get games there, it's a brilliant opportunity for him because yeah. against those teams, you know, the lesser teams up there, you know, Celtic just as campwell has been able to do a little bit with Rangers. You can then, you know, you know, play your part in those victories, can't you? And yes. hopefully score a few goals for him.
1: Yeah, and and that's ultimately what he needs. I mean, he has scored this season, as as we know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm obviously been usurped by Jonathan Rowe, and I'm obviously Sergeant coming back, and and like. But it, it, it I was surprised. I, I was flabbergasted when I saw that he'd gone, because um, I just thought he was part of this squad.
0: But yeah, but if he was only if he. Perhaps that was part of his dissatisfaction that he could see with Barnes and Sergeant back. He'd slipped to number three. I mean, even when um, Barnes and Sergeant right, you know, Hwang was was uh, yeah. often getting the call in front of him. Whether he and and that you know made him a bit disillusioned and thought, I'm not going to really get a chance here. He's was he twenty three now.
1: Yeah, getting that um,
0: one. Probably a little bit frustrated at how it's gone over the years. You know, people are saying he should have gone out on loan before. Um, so, and perhaps he's now realising it and the finances are not everything and he needed to get and perhaps that's part of that disillusionment. That's all I can think of.
1: And then the arrival of a, a striker, a 24-year-old, um, Dutch striker.
0: Tall, yeah, tall striker. Striker, yep, think, from, well, isn't he? From yeah from Bolo,
1: from from Bologna in Serie A. Yeah. Um a, yeah. according to the Pinken, a strike rate of a goal nearly every two games in his career. Yeah. And City yeah. have a buy option. Um, it's obviously a loan for Sydney van Hoydenck.
0: Yeah. Right, his, his dad used to play play in this country, didn't he?
1: Is he his son?
0: Yeah. Is he? I think so. From the for, the so? former yeah. Nottingham Forest striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, great name sydney i mean i can't imagine there's too many van hoy dogs but no. I, I, I just thought it was like smith in holland or something like you know it was a <laughs> it was a name that um that, that, that was synonymous but yeah um i mean you know he was a great striker for forest in the 90s for memory um so if his son yeah. if his son uh can do anything like um uh, erling harland then we'll be happy with that i would uh i would that would be nice i mean
0: if, if the, it does seem within the games now that the three of them will get opportunities
1: because he came off you the know, bench off, against coventry didn't he that's
0: right because because sergeant and barnes are not going to play the full 90 minutes so um as long as he wants two strikers on the pitch he's going to get opportunities and that that and and he seemed i mean just coming on i don't know it's his first game he he put himself about a bit so that that That's an indication that he's keen to make an impression over here, particularly if the spell at belonging hasn't gone that well. Mm. Um, So, yeah, no, uh, as you say, exciting times. So let's go back to the playoffs then.
1: Yeah, so four of the next six games are teams around us.
0: Yes. So after QPR,
1: we play Watford, Cardiff, Sunderland, Middlesbrough. And I think there's another game against Blackburn who are not not in the the Uh, top half. Who are in a
0: poor form. And that takes us
1: to exactly March the 6th, which is exactly a month today.
0: Right. Right. Well, we're, as you say, we're three places, one point off the playoffs. There's 16 games to go. Yeah. I think we need at least 31 points to get into that uh... top six. So that's, 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 that's... that's two, two again, which is which is automatic promotion for them. But actually, and you mentioned at the start, um, in the last five games, we've got ten points from five games with the yep. draw at Southampton against Southampton, three wins, Hull, West Brom, and Coventry. They're the tenth defeat at Leeds. Ten points from those quite five difficult games. That's the standard, though. We've got to keep meeting, yeah, all the time, yes, to get in the playoffs.
1: And when you have that run of, after QPR, is Watford, Cardiff, Sunderland, then Blackburn, then Middlesbrough.
0: Yes. All, I mean, that's the... Uh, I think I said to you the other day that we've, we've, we have, there's only three teams above us that we've got to play. Sunderland at home, Ipswich at home and Leicester away. But you're right. We've then got Watford, Middlesbrough, Preston, Cardiff and Bristol City, yeah. which are all clubs who also got an interest in the playoffs.
1: And and can all get wins, as we saw against uh, for Ipswich Absolutely. at
0: the weekend. That's right.
1: Um, and and that's thing. So, our questions: Where yes. will where will Norwich finish? I mean, we're ninth in the table at the moment.
0: Well, what I was going to say, John, was: Look, how good have I been with my predictions? Webber to Leeds, wrong. <laughs> Wagner gone by Christmas, wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I've got the mid-table wrong and, the, and we end up in the playoffs
1: uh, and lower than it and higher than Ipswich? <laughs> <laughs> Now, that would be a story.
0: That would be that would that would be getting something wrong. Yeah. But wouldn't it be great if we got in the playoffs? And the other thing, John, is the playoffs. It's like it's it's more than likely that it would be two two from Ipswich, Leeds and or Southampton. So you've got Ipswich, Farkas Leeds, Russell Martin, Southampton. Two of them are likely to be in there with us if we do get in.
1: Yeah, but then we'll go to Aston Villa and lose six nil at a weekend. <laughs> in the Premier League. Like oh Sheffield yes, United. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking uh, more
0: of the excitement of the playoffs rather in the than short term, that. Yes. Yeah.
1: the short but, term. Yes, the short term, short term excitement rather than but, the miserableness of losing. But New then, Zealand. as
0: we're in optimistic mood, we yeah. should then mention Luton, <laughs> if Luton can do it. Yeah, <laughs> but,
1: and I, and I think, but but I found that when Norwich got promoted, when Sheffield United stayed up, or uh, that we were nowhere near and other teams managed to do it. And, yeah. and we did yeah. and I and yeah. I think the thing with Luton, I mean just a quick word on Luton. A you look at Carlton Morris and go, Why did we never give him a chance? It, yeah. I, I know yeah. He, I know he was at Norwich a long time ago. And he's
0: probably one of these later developers, isn't he's, he?
1: He's he's like Grant Holt, where yeah, that's he right. he, is, yeah. he is he's come through the system and, and learned this yeah. trade.
0: That's, but that's important to him.
1: Yeah, and it and it matters. It? And then it matters, yeah. you've also got Ross Barkley, who suddenly just come into yeah. that midfield and and as enjoy he's enjoying his football again like that's he was right. 10 years ago when that's he was a kid right. for everton right right, right. and yeah. and i think with norwich that's the kind of you've got to be lucky to have those kind of players but also you've got to have someone like rob edwards who is a an inspiring young manager he as is, well he is isn't he
0: how would you feel if you were watford well, let him yeah. go at the uh, beginning of last I, season. To
1: be honest, I I, mean, I know a few Watford fans I and mean, they're, they're just as miserable as we are. <laughs> I bet they are. I mean we have yeah. we, we, got a bit of optimism as you say the last few weeks, but yeah, they you know, they 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 know with their owners that you don't get a chance. Yeah. Um for for anything, but yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of disillusionment and a lot of empty seats at Watford. Um yeah. as we saw when they um, but they beat us didn't they quite convincingly earlier um, yes earlier well yeah when
0: we were leading yes and they yeah
1: and tore us apart so but they're,
0: they're they're very much up and down though aren't they they'll win yes. one lose one they're, they're as inconsistent as we were yes yes
1: yeah. and that and that's the thing when we when we play these these next lot of teams is we've got to be on our game all the time all the time
0: um yeah, and I, well.
1: I think that's the the key thing so and we can't
0: we can't get oh we've cracked this no. These games, you the, know, the easier ones amongst them, um, you know, Plymouth at home, that sort of thing. We've got to be very careful because, as you say, we get to this stage of the season, most clubs have got something to play for, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that was the issue we had last season because we thought we'd made it. Yes. With Millwall away or something. That's right. And then it just fell apart from that yeah. point on. Yeah. So yeah, big a big few. You, know, you say sixteen games to go. <laughs> those six, those six games. This one month. Yeah. This, I mean. Every month is crucial in the championship, but it does feel that these these next six.
0: That is right, John, as you say, because we've been saying this since about September. (laughs) The
1: next six games are crucial. But he's kept us in it to yes. give him credit. He has, yes. He has yeah. he has done something different. Yeah. And and you can sit here and go well it's rubbish football. It seemed a bit better against It's Coventry. improving.
0: Yeah, it's improving football. And if he can if, if it can produce excitement.
1: And and that's the thing. If you win 2-1 having been yeah. 1-0 down. Yeah. If you can get into a playoffs and you can get a semi-final against Ipswich, then then maybe that's all we all, yeah. all, we, all we can really hope for or, or all we deserve at the moment. Quite. So we'll 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 see from a uh not to go back to the point that we made last episode, which you know kind of covers up the cracks, but actually, at least, you know, I think someone said after the Arsenal celebrations against Liverpool on the weekend <laughs> that football is there to be enjoyed, as, yes. as as well as you know, lots of moaning and, and groaning. Yes, but actually, right. if you yeah. can't enjoy the games where you, you win matches, what what's the well, point? What, yes, yeah, quite. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Yeah. <laughs> um so We will uh, find out over the next month. Um, We might have to schedule in a couple of podcasts. um. Yes.
0: (laughs) If the season keeps going at this rate, we will. Exactly.
1: (laughs) To to see how how we get on. Um, But coming up, we're going to talk the Stringer years, the memorable matches uh, as the second part of our our podcast. This is the new Old Norwich. Stay with us. We will get into 1988-89 next. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. And Dave Stringer came into Norwich a bit like... David Wagner, and uh, needed to turn it around with Ken Brown's results uh, falling off a cliff. And we talked in the last episode, Dad, about how he brought in Robert Fleck. And we we, we recorded our first victory against Manchester Manchester United.
0: United,
1: But we're now going to get into the season, which I think a lot of us will remember, which is 88-89. Not just for the Norwich City performances, but maybe a movie as well uh, called Fever Pitch. All oh, right. Was it, Was that? <laughs> well, it's the year good that ar- it's the
0: year that, that Arsenal beat... went on to win league. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Arsenal
1: won that, that league with a Mickey of Thomas course. Mickey Thomas yeah. goal against at Liverpool at
0: Anfield. Yeah, Anfield. Yeah, that's so. right. And of course, that was fever pitch. Yeah. Good. Um, yes. By the start of that season, John, um, we we mentioned last um, episode, didn't we, that we had Drinkle plan with Fleck. Well, Kevin Drinkle was sold to Rangers. For half a million yeah Um, and that just as an, another sale at that time was Kenny Brown to Phil Plymouth ah <laughs> I thought you'd like that
1: one. yeah No, I, I missed Kenny Brown when he went
0: yeah because didn't anyway,
1: Ken Brown and go and manage Plymouth as well
0: I think he might I think he did actually yes you're right and then his son obviously joined him there yeah I didn't I, I, I didn't follow that through but yeah Kenny Brown left for Plymouth well um, Replacing Drinkle to play alongside Robert Fleck, we brought in Malcolm Allen from Watford for 175,000, Dean Coney from Queen's Park Rangers for 350,000, and in midfield, we brought in Andy Townsend for 300,000 from Southampton so Dean Coney costs more than Andy Townsend
1: <laughs> well that, that, I mean that says it all about the, <laughs> the bad state of the marketplace
0: <laughs> yeah the ups and downs of the market Yeah, quite but when you look at those players they then joined Brian Gunn Andy Linegan Mike Phelan Dale Gordon Robert Fleck Butterworth Culverhouse Bowen Crook I mean that was a pretty strong squad wasn't it yeah brilliant. Um, I mean and I know that's looking back But once that season started, I mean, it was beyond our wildest dreams because four days after a 3-1 home win against Spurs, Rosario, Fleck and Linegan, we went to Old Trafford on a Wednesday evening, uh, again against Alex Ferguson's United. Brian Gunn saved a penalty in the first half from Brian McClare. Yep. Mark Hughes put United one up following... um, cross from gordon strachan in the 59th minute but then 85th minute um fleck lays a ball back to um Phelan on the edge of the box who scores against jim layton that's right. one minute later dale gordon dances down the left wing his cross comes out of the box to andy townsend to seal a 2-1 city win wow mm-hmm. 85 and 86 so you beat tottenham on the saturday wednesday night at old trafford you go and win and at that point the end of october we held a six point lead over arsenal at the top of the top flight table wow the old division one six points clear
1: heady days indeed heady days i think we probably celebrated that goal as well (laughs) probably a bit like arsenal did
0: (laughs) well we we held that lead until until christmas which included a a 1-0 win at Anfield on the 17th of December, another goal from Andy Townsend. Um, But whilst holding on to that top spot was too much for the team in the new year, but nevertheless, there were further memorable performances. One you'll remember, I'm sure, on a Sunday afternoon in January, a televised game, Mm. Millwall 2, City 3.
1: Yeah, a goal... um... I mean, Terry Horlock, I think, was playing for Millwall.
0: We're well, talking... City were 2-0 up within seven minutes. Wow. But worth in Bowen. Cascarino pulled one back for Millwall after 11 minutes and they were all square by half-time. And Robert Fleck won it in the 90th minute.
1: Wow, oh, 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 that goal from Robert Fleck was a yeah. a, um, a kind of shot on. It was like a scissor kick, but it, it was, was yeah. A, you can picture it, can't
0: you? It, 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 yeah, it yeah. wasn't.
1: It wasn't quite a scissor kick, but it was. That's why. Yeah, he was, uh, into, he was the, up into the into the top side. stanchion, and I would have thought Teddy Sheringham was playing for Millwall then.
0: He could have been. Yeah, I didn't check. Cascarino, yeah, Sheringham,
1: Hor- yeah. Horlock in the in the. Um, I mean, he was he was brutal. I mean, you remember John Fashionier and Vinnie Jones, but um, he was he was really. Um, strong tackler for, for Millwall and they were uh, was that the first time it felt like the first time we'd been on telly that season and because it, it was like ITV the big match with Brian Moore it was and... that
0: first one on ITV yes on the Sunday afternoon we had that Christmas one which we talked about
1: yeah the West Ham at, the one. West
0: Ham one which I think was the the actual first time at, at home yeah and then and then we had that Millwall one away
1: yeah so elton wellsby in the studio and and brian moore the famous commentator commentator, on a a sunday afternoon uh on itv i mean that was that was it that was the that was the one match of the weekend yes on 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 the tv on the television Um, so yeah no remember remember that that match so that was
0: january in february we go to uh we have manchester united at home again a 2-1 home win um, I mean we just, just beat them all the time So it was our third successive league win With Butterworth and Allen scoring Yeah. And then in March Linegan and Allen scored in a 2-0 away win at West Ham But once we got into April As you know we were into the cup run at that stage And, and, and we did have some injuries uh, Which impacted us In fact in April we didn't win anything We just had two draws Right and it was all over by the 1st of May, as far as the taking the title was concerned, with a 5-0 defeat at Highbury, Highbury to Champions Arsenal.
1: Well, that is part of the fever pitch movie. Unfortunately, yes. if you ever want to watch that football match, you can watch right. it with Colin Firth, yeah. Uh, the 1997 movie Colin Firth is the uh, the man, the the lead story, the Nick Hornby effectively, yeah. And, yeah. and and they they cover that game, that five yeah. nil, right? Because Norwich and, and Arsenal were, were, were both in that top, you know, going that, for the title, that's
0: right, and yeah. they
1: absolutely tore us apart, yeah. They did. Um, <laughs> they did, and and it and it, and it was miserable, <laughs> and it's so and it's so and it and it becomes memorable because then of course, you know, ten years later you watch it on a movie in a cinema, and uh, yeah, and then you watch it on you can still see it on videos and various yeah. other things. But... At,
0: a, at a level, I mean, albeit as you said, it's memorable. I mean, we we lost and it was a shock at the time, really. But having said that, we were playing at a level that we'd never played at before.
1: Yeah, no, that's I mean, fair. we finished
0: fourth in the top flight. The, the highest in our history at that time. Only Arsenal, Liverpool and Forest were above us. And we were disqualified from the UEFA Cup because of the ban on Eng- English clubs after the Heysel Stadium disaster.
1: So that was the second time that we'd yes. been stopped from going into Europe. Yeah.
0: Um, because but at our... that level, you know, six points clear at the end of October. I know it's only October and people say but we stayed more or less in the... In the in the fight uh, at the top at Christmas, Um, and then we got involved in a cup run, um, and there are odd, you know, there were other good performances, but we finished fourth. And uh, as you said at the start, heady days.
1: Yeah, no, they were, and and the the cup run. I mean, that would have taken because that would have been replays. I remember West Ham. Yes. In the sixth round, we would have a replay for that. We did. We did. Yeah. We went down to West Ham. I can remember. I think it was probably the, one of the first times I remember going to London, and we went as kids. But right, yeah, like, you know, walking for, on the tube and going to West Ham's <laughs> ground and um and, and and being in London and and that result, um, and then that
0: night against, and then of, the, of course ca- in the replay at Carrow Road, yeah, Dale Gordon,
1: yeah, and, and we went yeah. back to Carrow Road. So of course you're then adding all those matches in, aren't yes, you?
0: yes, to your and we and we didn't. I mean. It was a really good squad, but it wasn't a big squad, not in, certainly in terms of today. And for us to have both the league and the cup going at the same time, um, and it was it probably it was heady, it was heady for them as well, wasn't it? So um,
1: well, of course, by the time we then got to the semi final against Everton, we had Ian Crook in midfield. Yes. Well, of course, we would have, as you've already said, we had Mike Phelan and Andy Townsend as the central midfielders. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and we had Fleck out for that semi-final. So we
1: didn't have Fleck. And we had yeah. Ian Crook in the, in the team. And what yeah. at that point, wasn't the, quite the legend that he became no, a few no. years later. And he was the one who knocked the ball back onto the crossbar of Brian Gunn. And um, and then the ball was put in the back of the net for Everton. And it was a 1-0 a, a defeat uh, from, from memory. Um, yeah. And it was. It was. And it was his mistake. Um, now, of course, that game was totally overshadowed by what happened at Hillsborough. Hillsborough but,
0: absolutely. But yeah.
1: for us, it was. Yeah. It was a bad. It was a bad loss. Yeah. In terms of the season that we'd had, as yeah, you've already yeah,
0: said. Yeah. And then, and as I said, then, then we had them other results in April. Then, the first of May, we lose to Arsenal. So it was a, It's about expectations by then, isn't it? When we've yes. been top for so long, although although we're a small club, and we, uh, um, you never really believe it. But um, is yeah, that, in the end, it fizzled out. So
1: to finish with, is that for finish with the, this episode? And here's something that we could w- bring into the next episode, maybe is yeah. Is that the pinnacle of Stringer? Yes. <laughs> so you don't even need to think about it because he carried <laughs> yeah. on for another two seasons, and we got to another FA Cup semi final.
0: Three seasons, didn't he? Yeah, because he it was that was eighty eight nine, then it was eighty nine ninety, ninety ninety one, ninety one two. Yeah. When we got to yeah, okay. three more seasons. So and we 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 had some. Um, well, there'll be some memorable matches. I mean, as a we carried on beating Manchester United, yeah. <laughs> but we've become almost blasé about that yes. now on this. Podcast. Yes, yes, quite. But, but we did carry on. But but yeah, by especially by ninety one two, and obviously, to be fair to Stringer, he realised it because he then um, he then left, didn't he? You know, he resigned or uh, and, and every and season said he couldn't take them any further. So
1: of course, after eighty nine, Mike Phelan left.
0: Mike Phelan went to Manchester United at the end of 88-9.
1: Yeah, so every season... And then Andy Townsend would have left. Uh, Do you see what I mean? So every season, he was losing some of his big players. Linegan would have then gone to Arsenal. Um, And And as
0: we know, John, we said about the transfer market, however good you are, your luck runs out with transfers, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, we had some, you know, them players that I mentioned, we had some really good players. But you are not always got to replace them like for like or better for...
1: Well, no, we brought Darren Beckford in to replace Robert Fleck. Yes. And, yes. and Beckford was a good player, but he wasn't he, anywhere yeah, near yeah, that's right. the level we needed at that that's point. That's right.
0: But it was those sort of things that, I mean, he had a good reputation. In fact, we should have got the midfielder because he was with the midfielder who Robbie went to Earle. Wimbledon. Yeah. Robbie Earle, didn't he? And he's the one we. I mean, I think to be fair, Stringer wanted both of them. But Robbie Earle went to Wimbledon. Yeah. If we'd have got Robbie Earle, we, I, th- I think that would have changed uh, those subsequent years for Stringer, to be fair.
1: Yeah, and then obviously Chris Sutton came along at the end of the Stringer era, Steera, yeah, which kind yeah. of rescued him slightly until obviously he then kicked on under Mike Walker. But um, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, we, we will. There, there's a few other memorable matches under the Stringer regime that we'll talk yeah that about. we'll
0: we'll we'll sweep up in the next episode. In, in
1: the in the next episode. Um, but yeah, what what a season 88 89 was for Norwich City. Their greatest season to that point. Um, in terms of where they finished and an FA Cup semi-final uh, as well. Um, We'll know over the next few weeks whether this season could get even better for David Wagner's Norwich City. It could. (laughs) stay, Stay with us for that. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.